Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. And this week's conversation is a little bit different than um, oh, we've done the similar things in the past, but this is uh, a part of us. Fi- actually, it is the fireside that I gave. It's uh, the my part of the fireside that I gave a couple months ago on the Our Turtle House digital platform. Done that a few times, and uh, this came up for me because yesterday, as I'm recording this, yesterday. I was just checking my notifications on my phone, and there was a notification from our turtle house that had my picture on it. <laughs> I thought, well, this is uh, kind of interesting. So it's a fireside that I did a few months ago on um, being an instrument in the Lord's hands. And the way that they were promoting it yesterday was become someone that the Lord can trust. And uh, there are some things in there that I think are timely. I think there are things that we can do to bless people bless people's lives. And so I thought, I'm just going to play this for you. I give you a chance to hear, if you haven't yet, hear uh, some of my thoughts on being an instrument in the Lord's hands and, and w- the way that you can do that um, by design sometimes. Uh, you can decide that you want to be an instrument in the Lord's hands. And that's something that we can't necessarily predict when we're going to be that type of impact um, moment for somebody. But the thing is, is we act on promptings of the Spirit as we get in the habit of and as we learn how our Father in Heaven speaks to us and how we can recognize His voice, I think there are ways that we can bless people's lives and uh, when we're lucky, we learn that we actually did bless somebody's lives. So I'm going to just keep it uh, at that. This is our... uh, Discussion on uh, the Our Turtle House Digital Fireside from a few months ago on becoming someone that the Lord can trust. I hope you um, get, get something out of it. And uh, <laughs> I had I had such a great time sharing some, some thoughts. Um, and so here we go. This is one of my favorite topics, being an instrument in the Lord's hands. And as I, as I talk about some of the experiences that I've had and um, maybe give you some ideas on how you can also do the same thing and, and, and find ways to be an instrument in the Lord's hands. Um, I'm going to share some things that I've been a recipient of someone being an instrument in the Lord's hands. I'm also going to share some things that I've done that have, um, based on feedback that I've gotten, based on things that I've been told, based on things that, uh, experiences that I've shared, uh, where I've been uh, blessed to be an instrument in the Lord's hands as well. And I want to be careful as I share some of these stories. I don't want to, to give the impression that, um, that, that I'm trying to, uh, brag about how, uh, frequently or how easily or how often, um, I, I've had the experience of being an instrument in the Lord's hands. I just want to share experiences where I've have felt incredibly blessed either receiving those experiences or being involved as a, as a participant, as a contributor. So 
Uh, how am I doing these slides, Mark? Am, am I, is that something I set up or there we go. The, one of the first ideas that I had was become someone that the Lord can trust. And I was on a fire set a couple of months ago and I shared the story of my wife. This is the time, this is about a month before our youngest son was born. She had an eclamptic seizure. She ended up hitting a house and, um, it was a pretty spectacular event. The thing that was notable about this for me, as far as being um, someone in the uh, in the experience, being uh, an instrument in the Lord's hands, was there's a friend that we had who was a friend, but not a uh, an intimate friend, not somebody that was over all the time, not like a sibling, not like a. Um, uh, home teacher, visiting teacher type thing. There's not a, necessarily a responsibility that this person felt. Her name is Marsha. She's wonderful. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about her a little bit later on. But she just showed up. I was sitting in the hospital, not knowing what was going on. Um, all I knew was my sweet wife had been in an accident. I knew that she was alive. I knew that our son was alive. But I didn't know what was uh, what was coming next, and all of a sudden, Marsha walks up to where I was and just showed up, and she was there. She just spent time. She had heard that uh, that I was there, that Marcin was in the in the uh, uh, I think she was in the ICU at that time, and so she she just came to be a support. A lot of times, what happens is when we are putting ourselves in situations where we can be an instrument in the Lord's hands, we get promptings, we get nudges, and they may come in different ways. They may come as an urge. They may come as a thought. They may come as a, um, some of the experiences that I've had, I just feel a, a need to do something. And what I've found is that when people act on those, I many times am tremendously blessed. Uh, and I'm, I'm a recipient. When I act on those promptings, when I act on those nudges, then I also have uh, have learned that many times I'm in a situation where I can be an instrument in the Lord's hands. Um, this is another... Uh, oh, my spacing didn't work out very well on that one. This is a, another... This is a picture of Marsha, that person in the center. That's Marsha, and her husband, Jeff, is just to the left. And then a good friend, Jeff, who is to the left of him. And then the person taking the selfie is Silas. Silas is my elders quorum president. We have a great relationship. Silas is my ministering brother, and I'm his ministering brother. I happen also to minister to Jeff, the, the one on the far left. And um, the situation here is Jeff and Marsha, great, great friends. And she's the one I told you about that just showed up. Well. Jeff, her husband, is a huge fan of Harry Potter. And Marsha, not super excited about uh, amusement parks, roller coasters, and things like that. But she had a conference down in Orlando. And for Jeff's birthday, this is back in, in November, she was going to suffer and go through uh, go through Harry Potter world with him. Well, she started talking to a couple friends, Jeff uh, on the far left, Silas, and uh, I caught wind of it. And so the three of us just decided to just show up and we were going to, we were going to help, uh, Jeff celebrate his birthday. Well, 
the plan was we were going to show up on Friday night. We were going to have dinner. We were going to surprise Jeff. And then Saturday, Harry Potter World. Well, Thursday, Jeff and Marsha found out that their son, who happened to be a young man when I was called as young men's president many, many years ago, uh, his leukemia um, had returned. And the prognosis was not good. In fact, Marsha texted me. She said, please don't come. It's going to be hard and we're just not in the mood. And this was a surprise to her husband. He didn't know we were coming, but she told me to not show up. And I thought about it. And then I realized I bought my tickets and I am just going to go. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know what we're going to do. And if I just swing by and share some chocolate cake, which I'll talk a little bit more about as well, for Jeff and his birthday, I'll do that. And I just was, I decided I was going to be comfortable with being awkward or uncomfortable. I knew it was going to be an odd situation with them mourning the um, impending loss of their son. So I showed up Friday afternoon. We got together and um, we surprised Jeff for his birthday. And we had such a wonderful conversation. Um, Jeff and Marsha asked if they could receive blessings. And that was a tender, tender moment. And we had dinner, wonderful conversation, just spending time with friends. Well, the next day, Saturday, we got up, we went to Harry Potter World. As you can see, we're in front of the Hulk roller coaster. And we had a blast. Jeff, Jeff, I'm not going to divulge his age, but you can see he's a little bit, he's got a few years on me. But watching him in the park, <laughs> we bought him, a, we, Silas, Silas bought him a wand, a Harry Potter wand, and watching Jeff wave the wand at different places in the park, such just a, a beautiful, beautiful moment. And um, Marsha and Jeff related to us later on. Uh, Jeff, in fact, Jeff uh, Jensen, the, the uh, friend of Jeff, he was on my podcast and we talked about just how much of a blessing it was for us to be witnesses to how they were able to be comforted with friends. And um, after Josh, after their son passed away, they did share the uh, the comfort that they received for just from having friends show up and be there. So be okay being comfortable. Sometimes being awkward, being uncomfortable is just our, our brain trying to remind us that what we're doing is new and scary. I was talking to Carissa the other day, my daughter, and we were talking about this and she said, sometimes when we act on promptings, we're going to feel weird. We're going to feel awkward. Remember Nephi when he was uh, trying to get the plates and he said he went not knowing beforehand what he would uh, what he would do. And sometimes that's what our experience is. We get some kind of a nudge or an urge or a prompting. And when we act on it, it just um, can feel really unusual. Don't mistake that for a a prompting warning you to, to not do something good. In the Book of Mormon, it teaches us that anything good comes from God. And so be okay. Just get comfortable with the idea that sometimes doing good things is going to be awkward or uncomfortable. Um, this is a, a couple of other things that can be awkward or uncomfortable. On the left, this is my parents. I went, I got to visit them a couple weeks ago. And it was just so sweet. My dad had a stroke uh, about four years ago, almost almost to the day. And uh, he's in a facility, not able to take care of himself uh, and basic needs. And so my mom, every day, spends time. And if you've ever spent time with somebody who's 
who's sick or uh, incapacitated, it can feel really awkward. And you, you can see my mom's there just diving right in, uh, helping my dad uh, eat. <laughs> he doesn't eat soup, he drinks soup. And uh, he loves his tomato soup. But doing that, and then on the right, this is my son. About just over a month ago, my mother-in-law passed away. And my son spent time just sitting with her, just sitting with her. And I think in this picture, uh, he was captured reading to her. And there were times that he would just hold her hand. In fact, when she passed, he was sitting there. It was about 4.15 in the morning. And he was just holding her hand. Not a, uh, a, a common experience and certainly could be awkward or uncomfortable. But sometimes that's when we receive the biggest blessings is when we allow ourselves to just do things that we're prompted to do. This is something that that was, um, I think I shared this story. I'll, I'll share it briefly. Um, this was a an experience that I had. I happened to end up on a flight of a young missionary from my ward who was getting ready to report to the MTC. And I didn't know that, that we were on the same flight until I saw him. And uh, I just had the thought to find out how he was getting to the MTC. Asked him if he had family or friends who were going to pick him up from the airport. We were flying to Salt Lake from Indianapolis. And he said, no, I'm just going to take the shuttle. We were going to land at about 10 in the morning. The shuttle came at about one o'clock. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you take the shuttle. Um, I had a rental car. So I picked up uh, the car. We went. Um, I took him out to lunch. One of the best places in the world. If you're in Orem or Provo, one of my favorite places is Sensual Sandwich. Spicy enticer. So I, I'll go out to Utah just to get the sandwich. But uh, one of the things that was was neat for me was this young man, Liam, was uh, his parents were in my ward at BYU when um, I was newly married and I was their home teacher. And so I got to continue to serve their family years and years after. I've learned that it's less about what you do and more about who you're being. When you're wanting to be an instrument in the Lord's hands, it's not about doing your ministering visits. It's not about um, finding a list of things that you can do. I think sometimes if we think that way, we might put pressure on ourselves to figure out the right thing. What is it that God wants me to do right now that's going to allow me to be an instrument in your hands? And it's not so much about doing things. I think it's about being things. This right here is the Lisbon Temple. And I got to visit, uh, I served my mission in Lisbon a lot of years ago. And um, I had an opportunity to go to go through the, uh, the temple open house just before it was dedicated. And as I met with the group of people that were going through the, the temple, there was, a, uh, there was a man about my age who was leading the, the tour through the temple. And he could tell from my accent and from my um, lack of, of uh, fluency with the language that I was not from Lisbon, but I had explained that I was a missionary there 30 some years ago. And, and he, uh, he shook my hand. He looked me in the eyes and he said, thank you. Thank you so much for what you did 30 years ago to bring this temple to, to Lisbon. And I had never thought about me just doing my missionary thing was going to be uh, such a contribution to the uh, to the people of, of Portugal. 
And so I wasn't, as I was serving my mission, I was just trying to be a good missionary. I wasn't worried about doing the right things so that I could help a temple be built 30 years later. So worry about being rather than what you're doing. And then share your gifts. Find your gifts. Find the things that you're naturally good at and do those things. One of the things that I absolutely love doing is I love surprising people. I love to just show up. And this right here, this picture on the left is a, a, a our troll house uh, presentation. It was a talk, Hank Smith and, and uh, another less known speaker, but somebody that I've heard of, uh, happened to enjoy him. His name is Mark Williams, was speaking at this event. And I had gotten an email. Um, I live in the Indianapolis area and I got an email. Mark Williams and Hank Smith are gonna be speaking on this date. And I looked at my schedule. I was actually gonna be visiting my parents around that week. And I thought, this is not gonna be that hard for me to just show up and surprise Mark. And so I did. And um, <laughs> the conversation, I won't tell you how Mark found that I was there. <laughs> I was not able to surprise him. I'm glad that he didn't surprise me. Um, but Mark and I, as we talked afterwards, he said, you know, nobody ever comes to my things. My parents, my dad's not able to travel that, that much. My mom um, is spending so much of her time and, and efforts taking care of my dad. And then nobody else really lives close. And I just happened to be able to travel and was able to, uh, to show up. And so that's one of my great joys in life is sharing my uh, just surprising people. And uh, then the chocolate cakes. Um, I've talked about it in past firesides. One of the things I absolutely love doing is I love making chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake. And I don't love eating it so much. It's good. And this cake is the best I've ever had. But it is so much fun to share it. And one of my favorite things is sharing chocolate cake with other people. Almost every Sunday, I make chocolate cake. And so here's <laughs> my chocolate cake for today. But I'll make chocolate cake and then I'll, I'll go visit people for their birthday. Uh, hey, I was just thinking about you. Hey, I really love the talk that you gave in church, whatever it is. And just let them know I'm thinking about you. I absolutely love sharing chocolate cake. And uh, I'm happy to share the recipe, by the way. I, uh, <laughs> I, put, it, I put it in my chocolate cake uh, phenomenon book. But the thing that I've learned is there are there have been times that me sharing chocolate cake blessed somebody's life. I remember talking, I was talking at a, at a girls camp, did a, a little fireside and shared with the girls how I started doing this. And one of the leaders came up after the after my presentation. She said, do you remember when you shared chocolate cake with me? And I said, yeah, I, I did. It was just, a, it was a nice, uh, nice visit. And I remember just having that urge that we should really go visit this family. And she said, that was the worst weekend of my life. And she shared some things that she was going through personally. And I was worried that it was because the cake wasn't good or something like that. She said, no, we had just moved into the ward and we did not know anybody. And I had a serious medical complication that really, really was hard to deal with without a support system. And you showed up with chocolate cake. I've had a handful of times where uh, I've been blessed to know that me doing something like that showing up on somebody's doorstep or sharing chocolate cake has been a blessing to somebody uh, in their life. I'll share a quick, um, uh, one more quick story. When my grandmother was uh, nearing the end of her life, I just had this urge. I just felt like I had to go say goodbye. And she was living with my parents in California and I was here in Indianapolis and I just felt like I had to go. 
so I acted on that. I showed up and I think it was a Friday evening that I got there and I spent a couple of minutes with grandma. I got to say goodbye to her. I stayed a few days. It was a wonderful visit with my parents and I left to come back home on Thursday the following week and then grandma passed away on Friday. And so I thought for years, I thought that that prompting, that urge was you need to go see your grandmother just before she dies. And I did. I made it within a, a few days. And I found out years later, as my mom was talking to my wife, she said, did you, did you know the, the great blessing that that was, that that was in our life? And um, I, I didn't, I didn't know what the, I didn't know that there was an issue. Well, what I didn't realize is that Friday, the day that I showed up a few hours earlier, my dad and my little brother Mark left uh, left the house, and my mom was there with her mother-in-law. This was my dad's mom who was uh, who was passing away, and my mom was so concerned that she didn't have somebody with a priesthood at home, and she that was such a comfort to have with her, uh, and not knowing that this was the case, two days earlier I had this urge: I need to go say goodbye to Grandma, and so I've found out years later that just me showing up was a, a great comfort to my mom. And so be a um, be the type of person that that your Heavenly Father wants you to be. It's less about doing things, it's more about being. And as you get those promptings, act on them. Um, that is uh, my, my biggest advice. Find your gifts and share those. Those gifts will bless lives. And someday, maybe, <laughs> one of those lives will be my life, and I'll be so grateful. And uh, I just want you to know that I know that as we become who our Father in Heaven wants us to be, we will be an instrument in His hands. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that was my presentation on our, our turtle house. And uh, it, it was it was fun, kind of remembering as I watch this again. <laughs> sometimes I don't remember what I talk about in the podcast or in firesides and things like that. It was fun uh, listening to some of those uh, those experiences again. Uh, when I went to visit my grandma, for example, just before she passed away, uh, my dad had given her. I, I didn't tell a lot of the story. Uh, part of that was for time, but my dad had given her a blessing. He had given my grandmother a blessing the day before. Um, and a part of the blessing was where he told her that it was time for her to prepare. She woke up the next morning angry because she wasn't dead yet. And her husband had passed away many, many years before. She wasn't even sure whether he would remember her, whether he would be um, interested in... Um, continuing their relationship. And so it was that whole experience was very sweet as she was able to experience um, that uh, end of life uh, process. Um, I talked about my dad and Mark leaving. They actually had a, a trip scheduled to go visit my sister Candace. And so um, it just was, it just had, things had kind of played out that they were going to be gone. And my mom knew that. And so she was really concerned and, and I had the great blessing of being, able to be there to just be a support for my mother and, and saying goodbye to my grandmother was a sweet experience as well. I 
I don't know that I have anything I want to, I'm going to add to this. I'm just going to uh, share this uh, short little fireside as um, maybe something will uh, will resonate with you. One of the things that, and I realized that I, I referenced some slides that I was sharing. Um, hopefully, <laughs> not being able to see the slides doesn't uh, detract too much. But uh, I, I still believe that it's more about who we're being than about what we're doing. I think our motivation um, plays very little. Um, and, and I don't know if I'm saying that right. But who we're becoming, who we're being, that's, that's what's really important. It's not about the actions. It's not about the behaviors. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. And hopefully uh, you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>